Welcome in A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM and Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok. Like Zach said, we are Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to make sure uh, you thank and help our sponsors, RentersWarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the area at RentersWarehouse.com. Com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room at mandu.com. Your first workout is free. Uh, the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, is where to go for your injury situation. Wilson County Hyundai for new ride. Head out to wilsoncountyhyundai.com in Lebanon. And Calvin and Subtle, your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings at calvinandsubtle.com. So, Zach, back after two weeks. Happy to be back. It is basically mid-July now. And so July, after our uh, weeks off, usually becomes NFL player ranking season. Uh, The NFL.com and the NFL Network is probably getting set to uh, launch their top 100 players. But for the second year, ESPN.com is releasing their top 10 players at every position. So they started this last week with the defense and the offensive line. And today, they start the quarterback position. So here's what they're doing. They've got more than 50 league executives, coaches, scouts, and players to help them stack up the top 10 players at every position. How they do it. Voters gave the ESPN their best 10 to 15 players at a position, ranked 1 through 10 or 1 through 15. Then ESPN people consolidated all those numbers and spit out the top 10 player rankings. And here we are at the quarterback position, and once again having a conversation about how Ryan Tannehill continues to be left out of all the quarterback conversations when ranking the best quarterbacks in the NFL, Zach. Yeah, well, and we all know that Ryan Tannehill, a lot of people view Ryan Tannehill as not, They view him still as a Miami Dolphin and not long enough as a Tennessee Titan and what he has really done as a Tennessee Titan. I do think that that is held against Ryan Tannehill those years in Miami, which I think we found out not necessarily the lack of playoff appearances by the Dolphins when he was quarterback wasn't necessarily his fault. A lot of that was Adam Gase. A lot of, uh, of that was the, the the players around him, the offensive minds around him, and the lack of defense there in Miami. And what he's proven for Tennessee, now he's had better players. Derrick Henry has been the best running back in the NFL the last uh, couple of seasons on pace to be the best running back this season. You now have new wide receivers in Julio Jones. You had A.J. Brown. And, and your defense probably is better. Uh, probably is an open word that could be argued, but – uh, well, according are, according to uh, the NFL's uh, player rankings, they do have a pretty a handful of good players on defense that are in the top ten rankings. Yeah, and we know that, but I, I still think Ryan Tannehill is still held unfairly as the Dolphins' quarterback. And until Ryan Tannehill, he took him to an AFC Championship game, but until he actually goes over the hump and has that unbelievable playoff game that in front of 20 plus million, 40 plus million, however many people are watching that game, unless he actually wins the football game, which we've seen watching Titans games, we've seen numerous times him throwing touchdowns to win them football games, but he didn't in that big run. That was a lot of that was Derrick Henry in new England. A lot of that, and if you look, he had that great pass to, to Khalif Raymond. He had the well, great pass to Jonu Smith. But that Ravens win in Baltimore was not, I don't think, considered by I, so, most uh, this a is, Tannehill win. This is where Ryan Tannehill gets overlooked because uh, overall, the, the box score shows that Derrick Henry won that game and Ryan Tannehill did not. But don't forget, against the New England Patriots, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill – Threw a first quarter touchdown pass to Anthony Ferkser. <laughs> and then he and threw a t- first that quarter. Was, well, a dart. Yes, it was. And it was on third down, I believe. And then don't forget, on also on another third down, Ryan Tannehill throws a dime of a football to Jonu Smith to get that lead in Baltimore. And then to double down on the lead to really put 
all of the pressure on Lamar Jackson. He threw a bomb to Khalif Raymond. So there are three huge touchdown passes in those two playoff games that happened early on in the game that allowed the Titans to dictate the way that game played out that Ryan Tannehill never gets credit for. But what have you done for me lately? What did Tannehill do last year against Baltimore? Not enough. (laughs) Not enough in that playoff game. The worst offensive performance of the season by the entire team offensively, including Arthur Smith, who later that day uh, interviewed for the Falcons job. Or I, I, I forget which job specifically he talked to about that, but he was it was Jacksonville. He interviewed for a job after the game, which we had a problem with. So uh, you did, I didn't. I okay, I had a problem. I, again, I'm just correcting you because I remember that conversation. That's fine. That's fine. So let's get to these. Uh, top 10 quarterback rankings that came out this morning on ESPN.com. Zach, you had the top three. Yeah, well, and, and I don't know after three, Austin, Austin, I was like, Austin, don't tell me the rest because I want, I like to organically react with our live viewers. I just, I, it's, an, it's an exercise that I enjoy. So I just said, Austin, give me the top three. I could probably guess them with my eyes closed. And what do you know? Number one is Patrick Mahomes. Number two is Aaron Rodgers. And number three, got to love that Super Bowl patch right there on his chest. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers starting quarterback and your Super Bowl champion, Tom Brady. So those are the top three. I do know I'm curious about the other seven because I, I know that Ryan Tannehill is not in the top ten. You told me that, but I don't know who's ahead of him. Yes, so rounding out. (laughs) rounding out the top 10 are the following quarterbacks. And we're going to go left to right on your screen for the rest of the top 10 on ESPN.com. Russell Wilson at number four with the Seahawks, the bills, Josh Allen at five, Matt Stafford. Now with the Rams at six, Dak Prescott with the Dallas Cowboys at seven, former MVP Lamar Jackson right there at number eight. Second-year quarterback Justin Herbert at number nine with the Chargers. And then third-year quarterback out of Arizona, Kyler Murray, rounding out the top ten. So I'm going to leave that up there just for you guys to kind of soak that in. And I will go through and read you uh, the honorable mentions uh, that includes Ryan Tannehill as you look at that. Here's uh, Here's one quote from an NFL coordinator about Ryan Tannehill. He's solid, not elite, but incredibly efficient. You can win big with that with the right supporting cast. So that is the comment about Ryan Tannehill. You can win with that with the right supporting cast. And for John Robinson's credit, I think they've got the right supporting cast, but I think that's still giving a big discredit uh, and a big disrespect to what Ryan Tannehill has done the last two seasons in Nashville. And that will always be the case. He will always play second fiddle to Derrick Henry as long as Derrick Henry is on the team. And A.J. Brown's stock is just rising because of his swag factor and what he's been able to do on social media in the offseason and really what he's been doing on the field during the season, 1K, 1K, trying to get one more 1K necklace. Yeah. And then you got Julio Jones. So you have a lot of uh, overshadowing offensive powers that will not give the credit probably due to Tannehill. But we've already, I think, talked very intelligently about Tannehill. We've talked about his elite play in Tennessee. We've talked about probably not getting uh, the right notion of the view, what his career in Miami was. And then we touched on the playoff performances, which I think are big because you uh, you have traditional NFL fans watching a matchup of untraditional teams, including the Tennessee Titans, right? So they're learning about Tannehill as they see him in these playoff games because not everybody has Sunday ticket. A lot of people watch Red Zone and just they want the scores. They don't sit down and hunker down and do the hard work and watch in and out each and every NFL game like yours truly. They don't know about these guys. And so – and and there's one more facet, Austin, before we get to our question. Okay. And I I want to see if you can guess this. I think you can. 
Why do you think ESPN did what they did with these quarterbacks? Oh, and so just ESPN is getting these quarterbacks uh, rankings from experts that they ask to list their quarterbacks, right? But I'll just go through. Uh, Seattle, big market. Buffalo, huge fan base. LA, big market. Dallas, biggest market. Uh, Ravens, uh, well, he was a former MVP. Uh, Justin Herbert, LA, big market. Arizona, uh, Kyler Murray, eh, kind of like a, like the sexy team to improve, right? So all of those quarterbacks have that in market. Is that what you wanted me to guess? Yeah, clicks, right? So you have to also see what they're trying to do. They have they have board meetings. Well, let's just say production meetings, click click meetings to say <laughs> how should we strategically put these quarterbacks. And there's some tweeners. I think you could definitely say the tweeners is Matthew Stafford's going to get more play because he's in LA and he has a better team. He just is, right? We know that. But the tweeners are 9 and 10. Oh, yeah. That's what they are. I think Lamar has proved with an MVP. A lot lot of people don't like the number 8 guy on this list either. But he has an MVP. That stands for something – and there wasn't a drop-off completely after his MVP season. He led his team to a playoff win, something he hadn't done years prior. And so that, I think, makes a difference on Lamar Jackson. You can say what you want about his throwing motion, yeah. about, about his accuracy, all of that. But he's still, at the end of the day, a gamer and a playmaker at the quarterback position. All right, so let's get you guys more involved. It's been a long time since we've talked to you in the morning. So let's ask you guys this question. Where should Ryan Tannehill be ranked on this list of top 10 quarterbacks? Where should he be? Now, you can say he shouldn't be in it if you feel that way. Or where should he be? Who should he be ahead of? Uh, But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout Equals five plus hours in the weight room at mandu.com. Your first workout is free. I was on vacation at the beach last week, eating, drinking, having a great time. Had to get big, had to get back in the Mandu lab yesterday uh, to make sure uh, that uh, I get back uh, to right after my week long of uh, fun. So Mandu, a great workout. Again, it's easy on your body because you're not putting that pressure on your joints. You're putting all that pressure right there on your muscle to build strong, functional muscle. It also targets that hard-to-burn body fat and helps you get healthier. Whatever your fitness goals are, you can achieve them at Mandu. With the science and the technology and the education of their trainers, Mandu.com, your first workout's free. Don't forget about our title sponsor, BetMGM, here on The Morning Show. Code ATOZ Sports. Risk-free bet. I love this promotion because you can win big. This is great. It bet MGM using promo code ATOZ Sports. Risk-free six hundred dollar bet for new users. That that's that's money in the bank. Showed you what you drank. You can't ask for a better. I got five hundred dollars. They've upped the ante to six hundred dollars for brand new users. Use that promo code. Support A to Z Sports. And you can win some money in the process by downloading the BetMGM app. Yeah, so where should Ryan Tannehill be on this ranked top 10 quarterback list from ESPN? BMO asks, can you show the screenshot again? So here's one through three. Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady, one through three. Nobody's saying Tannehill should be included uh, with those three Super Bowl champions and MVPs. But uh, here are four through ten. The Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson, uh, Josh Allen, Matt Stafford, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, and Kyler Murray. So we want you guys to answer, and we can leave this up there to kind of go through, is where should Ryan Tannehill be? Chad says five through seven. Monsoon says nine. Rob says six through ten. If you guys could be a little more specific, that would be fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you guys have had two weeks off too, so we got to get back in shape here. Uh, Paul says eight or nine. J7, Lane 7. Aaron with an 8. Tighten up Ohio says honestly 8. J Joy uh, with a 7 again. Uh, see, Steven says he should be where Justin Herbert is, which is right there at number 9. Ricky says 7. Jarvis with a 6 or 7. Bemo 6 through 8. Abdul 6 or 7. Uh, Orlando says 7 at minimum, but the 4 is the ceiling. I don't, I don't think Ryan Tannehill should be up there with Russell Wilson. 
Josh Allen had a fantastic season. So, and, and really, Matt Stafford, I, I like Matt Stafford a lot. I, I understand why he's at – I don't have any gripe against four, five, or six. And so let's keep reading some comments. Dom says six. Uh, Jeff Rubel says frames between eight through 12. So, you know, you could argue with Lamar Jackson, Herbert, and Murray, and then maybe right outside of the top 10. Puka says eight to 10. Michael says eight. Faber says seven. Steven says four. Zach, where are you thinking? Ooh, uh, so here's my, I do have a struggle between, uh, the number that I am thinking about. I agree what you just said, four, five, and six. I don't think Ryan Tannehill can seep into that. But once it begins with seven, eight, nine, ten, Dak is a very interesting conversation because Dak, I think he is going to utilize his playmakers, right? With C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper. I mean, he, he just, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I think he is going to utilize those as far as stats. Now, we'll find out about wins, right, uh, in a better way. So I would actually rank Dak. I'm okay with seven. Tannehill, and then you're coming off of a season where Tannehill lost to Lamar Jackson and Lamar mm -hmm. has an MVP over him. I think my final answer is that Ryan Tannehill should be nine. I think it's a travesty that they put these rankings up and Justin Herbert, after one year, is just a nine. Is it a top two quarterback? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that makes no effing sense. That that does not. You're basing on, and there are such things as a sophomore slump. That is a thing. And Kyler Murray, I think I, I'm more bullish on Kyler Murray. I think that opening weekend is going to be fire between Kyler Murray and Ryan Tannehill in Nissan Stadium to open the 2021 season, but I still, you cannot put those guys, just because they're young and up and coming, doesn't mean that they're top 10 solidified. I think Ryan Tannehill has earned the right of the last two seasons being with the Titans. I think he is number nine on this list. I think Lamar Jackson barely edges him out based on two things. MVP and last year's playoff performance, where let's face it, Lamar Jackson didn't have a great first half, but he did have the 47-yard touchdown scamper to win the freaking game. And on, on second down, when they needed a play, Lamar Jackson got the first down. Ryan Tannehill still picked Khalif Raymond. Yeah. Or, well, intended for Khalif Raymond. Yeah. Yeah. Intercepted by, well, is that Earl Thomas? Uh, I can't remember which. No, Earl Thomas was not uh, in the league. Remember, Earl Thomas basically was forced into retirement by Derek. Oh, with his brother. <laughs> <laughs> Who was yeah. that? Who picked off that? I, I I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember which which Ravens defensive back got that one. Marcus Peters, Marcus maybe. Peters, thank you. That's who it was. I, that's where my final answer. Okay, is. Right, I so, have Tannehill at nine. All right, so let's just read through some quotes uh, from the story about these quarterbacks that we're talking about because you know it's our questioning starts at seven with Dak Prescott, uh, and so one AFC exec about Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson, uh, he's this, the quote is Lamar is a better all around football player, but Dak is the better quarterback. Uh, Dak, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I. Yeah, but like you're playing quarterback, <laughs> so like, what what does that like? I, you know, it's kind of a it's a weird comment, but I don't disagree with it either. And I guess that's why the consensus, it. It yeah, the, the the consensus uh, was that Dak was one spot ahead of Lamar. Uh, Dak individually was pretty impressive. Uh, couldn't do better than that. It was high level play. The one thing that I think about with Dak Prescott is the injury of. How can you put Dak Prescott in a top 10 ranking after that devastating injury, right? And Taylor Lewan, who we're going to talk about here in a little bit, was ranked the seventh best offensive tackle in these lists over the weekend. And he's coming off of a torn ACL. So I'm kind of speaking out of both sides of my mouth of saying, saying why is Prescott in here and, and Lewan deserves it. But an ACL, you understand what that rehab process is. The broken ankle slash leg that Dak Prescott went through is a bigger hurdle to get back from 
And so that's Maybe if where you I, played wide receiver or corner or safety, but at quarterback, I, I actually, I think that is less of an issue because of the position he plays. Granted, he's athletic. I think it's utilizes. A, I think it's legs. a big, I think the leg injuries, like, I'm not, I don't question uh, Dak Prescott's ability to come back from it. I just think it should be a asterisk on, we should probably be more conservative and wait and see with Dak Prescott when it comes to putting him so highly in a position rankings because he just had a, a really dev. I mean, that was a devastating injury that we saw with Dak Prescott uh, last year. So Lamar Jackson quote uh, said, people are figuring him out a little bit. Those guys on the list and the two minute drill, they can get it done. Not sure he's there yet. The running is great, but when you have to play from the, from behind and throw, that can be tough talking about Lamar Jackson. Here's the most ridiculous quote talking about um, Justin Herbert. Big as hell, looks like Megatron. (laughs) I'm just thinking like, okay, like that's such a weird, like Megatron was big as hell, physical as hell, but could run and jump and do things as big as he is. Justin Herbert is playing. Brock Osweiler? Yeah, like Justin, Justin Herbert is playing quarterback and he did it really well as a rookie, but that, but saying that he looks like Megatron is asinine to me. I don't know what, how you feel about that. Yeah. Well, it doesn't justify him being in the top 10. That's the problem. You yeah. are, you're, you are saying all of these things you're deflecting. That's exactly what the, that comment says deflect. I deflect you. You talk about certain things. Well, don't look, that's not the criteria. That's the issue is big as hell looks like Megatron. Who cares? I get Brock Osweiler was big as hell. That guy, now, there, there was more things said. That was just the first quote listed in the, you know, it was the throws he made as a rookie to hang in there and deliver almost 60 yards in the air off his back foot while getting drilled. Rookies don't make those type of plays unless they're special, right? He and Josh Allen are very similar. That's the way the league is going. And the prototype, huge arm can stand in there and throw athletic enough to make plays. So those are the full quotes about Justin Herbert uh, from, you know, anonymous executives or coaches or players or whoever, uh, scouts that ESPN is throwing out there for us. I I think there's a clear reason of why Ryan Tannehill is uh, not in this list. I'm going to go over it in a second, but first, Zach, tell everybody – Uh, about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go get your next ride. It is that simple. You see the bottom of the screen, that 2021 Hyundai Palisade full-size SUV includes third-row seating. They have those in stock now. You know, the the car industry, it it is different because of post-COVID. But the best part is they still have inventory that you can go look at and you can go test drive. Go to Wilson County Hyundai today or this week if you're looking for a brand new vehicle or a used vehicle. They can help you out, and Payne Bone and his team will hook you up with an unbelievable deal at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. A to Z Sports, don't forget we are powered by our friends over at BetMGM. Download the app today. You got NBA Finals going on, uh, coming back up again later this week. But use the code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk free bet up to 600 bucks. That's a risk free bet up to 600 bucks with your first bet and your first deposit. That's at betmgm.com. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older. Must be present in Tennessee and for gambling problem support. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 800 889 9789. So, uh, Zach, I do have what I think is the reason why Ryan Tannehill is left off of this top 10 list. And it really has to do with nine and 10, because like you said, it's really difficult in a, after a year where Lamar Jackson beats Ryan Tannehill head to head in a playoff game to put Tannehill ahead of Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, you know, we, I can, he puts up crazy numbers in Dallas. So that's just something that Tannehill is not going to be able to compete against. But number nine and 10, those two guys, are the flavor of the month. Those two guys, whenever Justin Herbert and, and uh, K- uh, Kyler Murray are being discussed in NFL circles, scouts, execs, uh, other players and coaches, not necessarily players and coaches, but scouts and execs, they're trying to be early to jump on the Justin Herbert train. They're trying to be early to jump on the Kyler Murray train because they want to look back in their scouting career 10 years down the line and say, yeah, 
I was that guy who put Justin Herbert top 10 after his first year. I was the guy who put Kyler Murray top 10 going into his third year. That was me. That I My scouting ability saw that. Flavors of the month, Justin Herbert and Kyler Murray. Ryan Tannehill is a retread in their minds. They're not going to be able to use Ryan Tannehill's resurgence in Nashville to their benefit. Well, in their... I, I, let me twist it real quick because I, I don't disagree with you completely, but if you ride with Tannehill and Tannehill does something spectacular, you can still claim the same thing. If you have T Tannehill as a hot take being a top five quarterback in this or wherever you're going to put him ahead of Dak Prescott or wh wherever you select, if Tannehill, in fact, goes to the Super Bowl, in which we do know actions speak louder than words, the Tennessee Titans are vying for a Super Bowl this year with that Julio Jones trade weeks ago, you now can ride the clout that you had it, that you knew something. So I would... I, I would counter your argument with that argument. First to market, you could be first to market any time if you get it right. I don't know, man. I think uh, but, but do you see where I'm coming from? I see where you're coming from, and I don't completely disagree, but I, I still think that it's all about the new stuff. It's the newness of Herbert and Murray. It's Tannehill's almost 10 years older than Justin was the best word that you used throughout your entire yes, spiel right there. I agree. That's it. Yes. And so they don't care about the retread. Like they already got to say, Oh yeah, I knew Ryan Tannehill was good. Miami was the problem. I, I, it was Adam Gaze was the problem. It was that crazy, awful GM and ownership in Miami. That was the problem. And Lil Kilo, boom, they, the new guy in school, they like the new guy in school to come in and be the cool kid. And right now that's Justin Herbert and Kyler Murray. That's why they're over Tannehill. That's, a, that's the singular reason of why Tannehill is listed in the honorable mention group with Matt Ryan, Derek Carr, uh, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, and then you've got De uh, Joe Burrow in there as well. And that's the problem. If you put if you put Ryan Tannehill's stats up against those honorable mentions – he is exponentially better than all of those. Recently, recently, but recently. No, but that's what we're talking about. We're I not know, talking I know. about top tens from four years ago. This year, heading into this year, because Ryan Tannehill had a superb regular season, not only this year, but two years ago. So he should not be in the same conversation as Matt Ryan, who can't get off 28 to three. Like he's not he's not in the same conversation as. Kirk, I throw INT cousins like Derek freaking Carr. I don't think so, bro. That I, that I think is more perplexing to me as you are the company you keep. Ryan Tannehill is not that company. He I is think top 10 company. I think BMO puts it really well too. He says the top half of this list is based off of what the QB has done, and the bottom half is potential based. Tannehill falls in the middle of that because. What has he done in the past pre-Tennessee? Retread kills him. I, yeah. no, I think we found our answer, is that Ryan Tannehill is unfortunately a retread. Now, I think for the Titans, they it's like one of those things where uh, the first owner of a vehicle didn't get the most out of what they thought they bought it for, right? Maybe because of other conditions. Maybe, maybe it was just the, the tires wore out quick, but... The second owner used the vehicle in a different way and is getting the most out of it. And they're trying to run this thing to, you know, a quarter million miles. They're trying to get this to 250,000 mile, miles. And Ryan Tannehill thus far out of the gates, this retread, which is definitely a negative connotation. It doesn't have to be a negative connotation if the person that is using the retread is getting the most out of them. And the Tennessee Titans are. Well, and so I'll go back to the quote that is uh, next to Ryan Tannehill's name in the honorable mention list from an NFL coordinator. Quote, he's solid, not elite, but incredibly efficient. You can win big with that, with the right supporting cast. So I, I think I agree, agree with Ryan, that. Ryan, so say what? Do we agree that he is not elite? He's solid, but he's not elite. Do you agree I, I with think, that statement? I think he's not elite. He's above solid. 
Um, incredibly efficient is correct. You can win big with that. Yeah, right. Salit. <laughs> uh, and very damn good is above solid. And so you can win big with that with the right supporting cast. I think we all agree with, and I think we all agree that, that the Titans have the right supporting cast. I, I, I'm with you as in, I, I don't think we can categorize Ryan Tannehill as elite. I think my struggle is he plays, since he's been a Tennessee Titan, he has played at an elite level the majority of the time. Yes. I don't want to say all. I, I don't think that's not fair to say all. Like Patrick Mahomes is elite. He plays at an elite level all the time. You can't say that about Ryan Tannehill. But the majority of the time since he's been a Titan, he has played at an elite level. Yeah. Not uh, yeah. many quarterbacks you can say that about. Yeah. And 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 he's gonna get docked in thing in conversations like this. Ryan Tannehill is getting docked because he has Derrick Henry. Like that's a retread, right? So both so he's those got, combined will, yeah. will he, okay, here's a quick question. And we, we have to do this now because we're on the conversation. Can Ryan Tannehill ever be elite? Like not play elite. Set, be, where, be where everybody elite. says that guy is elite right now. I, I mean, I think it takes multiple Super Bowls for that to happen. So like, probably the answer is no. Right, but you know, I think one Super Bowl, Derrick Henry gets you know all of that credit, and however that game is played, other players, whoever gets it there, I think it takes multiple Super Bowls for Ryan Tannehill to be labeled by others as elite. And the way he plays, right? Yeah, if he yeah. throws four touchdown passes in the in the Super Bowl and wins MVP, I don't necessarily okay. think. I that I, I, it takes two. I, I I can get on board with that. Was Joe Flacco the MVP of that Super Bowl? It was either him or Ray Lewis, but I think it was Joe Flacco because he got the $212 million contract after that. Yeah. Um, G-Man says, so you're saying Eli Manning was elite. I mean, yeah. The, I'm not saying Eli Manning was elite, but yes, Eli Manning is labeled, once he won that second Super Bowl, he was Hall of Fame. Boom, done. Like It was over that Eli Manning was going to be in the Hall of Fame. Joe Flacco was the MVP of that Super Bowl. And so Joe Flacco was the neck was the probably most recent like is Joe Flacco elite conversation. And the mm. answer was no. The answer was he got really hot. Correct. And But but lightning doesn't strike twice. That's why Eli is different. Because Eli through those two seasons, he was elite. Like those Super Bowl runs, because the Giants, you remember, they were a wild card team when they beat the undefeated Patriots. But he played at an elite level, because I remember that. You know why? And they beat Jeff Garcia and Jolie Galloway, the White Tiger, in Tampa to start that run, then beat Green Bay. Like he played at an elite level and then obviously beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. But he did that twice. Well, Mario yeah, Manningham. And, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He had like he had unbelievable moments in both games. It was the David Tyree followed by Plaxico Burris catch, and then the Mario Manningham throw the second time around. And that's what we're looking for. That's what we're talking about when it comes to Ryan Tannehill. Is I, I think it's still I think still twice uh, two Super Bowls is what he would have to be because he would be Joe Flacco if in fact the Titans won one Super Bowl and he was the MVP. He would still be considered Joe Flacco, and Joe Flacco did it for the team that drafted him. Ryan Tannehill was still, you know, traded away for a fourth round pick. A big thing about Joe Flacco, though, is what do you do after you get to the top of the mountain? Do you completely drop off and become irrelevant? Like we've seen some of those quarterbacks. Trent Dilfer didn't even get a second chance. Alvis Garbach was the guy afterwards. Brad Johnson dropped off tremendously after his Super Bowl with the Bucks. Joe Flacco dropped off. He he then uh, he, he got into the abyss. He signed his big contract and he could never get back to the big game. That also is defining when you are and I'll use the word again when you're tweening between elite and solid. And I agree with Caleb. Caleb says if the Titans win the Super Bowl this year, the narrative will be that anybody could have gotten there with Henry Brown and Julio. And I, I agree with Caleb. 
It's not, that would it's be, not a bad comment. That would be the narrative. Is that oh, I mean, who like you know, it, it could have been anybody. <laughs> like, like it's like you had four freaks outside, or I guess three freaks of nature outside of the quarterback, and Ryan Tannehill was just efficient enough to make it all work. But that's what you, that's what it takes to win championships. You have to have help. Uh, Gronk said it at the ESPYS, and I didn't watch the ESPYS because nobody watched the ESPYS anymore. Is Gronk said it when they they won? He was like, he walked, he looked around once he got to to training camp. It was like, man, we got a ton of talent. Yeah. It takes talent to win the Super Bowl. Ask Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's looking around, and sometimes Chris Milton is obsolete. Drew Holiday can't hit the broadside of a barn at times. And then you have the team that is the Suns that's consistent. I saw the game last night. I know the Bucs won. But it takes a team. LeBron realized that early in his career. Tim Duncan thrived because he had a quality plethora of talent around him. And now going into this season, Ryan Tannehill does. The the Titans, John Robinson and Mike Vrabel, have set – Ryan Tannehill up to succeed, not to fail. Without Julio Jones, those two guys would have set Ryan Tannehill up to fail. That's the difference. So I'd rather rather go through what you just said, Austin, which is, oh, the narrative of, well, with those three guys, I'd rather have those three guys than just Josh Reynolds and Ferk trying to play outside of his means. Yeah, well, Monsu says, I'm okay with that narrative. You know who gets the credit? John Robinson, for sure. And I think if you're a Titans fan, you're totally okay with that narrative because that means you won the Super Bowl. And if you're Ryan Tannehill, I think he's okay with that narrative too because he also won the Super Bowl as a starting quarterback. All right, A to Z Sports here live on a Monday. Glad to be back after our two weeks off from the show. A lot of great planning done. And uh, Taylor Wan was doing some work, getting some rehab in with a knee rehab training video. So we're going to play this video for you guys and ask, is this a big deal, small deal, or no deal? So hang tight. We'll play the video from Lawan. Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about where you should turn to if you get hurt. That's the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Located in Franklin, Tennessee, they take care of everything in that one beautiful facility from the initial diagnosis the clinics, uh, the testing, the imaging, the surgery itself, and the rehab facility is great right there at boneandjointtn.org. Izzy Sports Bet MGM. Download the app today. New users, risk-free $600 bet. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports when you sign up. You'll sign up. You'll see promo code. Look for that promo code because you need it. ATOZ Sports. We're hooking you up because Bet MGM is hooking you up. Download the app today. All right, it is eSports here live on this Monday. Lawan put out this video. Uh, I, I guess he probably put this out there on his Instagram. I saw Wes on Broadway is who tweeted this and where we pulled it from. But Lawan training looks like at uh, Lipscomb Academy down the road there, Zach. But here's Lawan training that knee. So we're going to get three looks at this video because it is only a five-second clip. So that's really our first look at Lawan doing something football-wise. We've seen him on the bus. We've seen him in a river. Uh, we've seen him all over the place. We've seen him chugging beer uh, at the Preds games. But that's the first thing we've seen of him rehabbing that knee. He's talked about it going well a lot. But what did you see there? So to answer the question, that's what we're asking you. Big deal, small deal, or no deal, that video that we just showed. I mean, I don't want to do – it's not a big deal. Uh, it's July, right? So I, I'm just going to talk through this. It's not a big deal. It's July. He should be able to do that. He tore it week six of last season. He And I and we've, we've seen this because Lawan has been very open and social about his knee. He has taken this rehab process very seriously, and I respect that. He, you, you have that uh, infrared light that he shined on it earlier on, right? He does. He stopped drinking. He said so, like he's starting to be very conscientious. Of yeah, what I mean, he, puts he was talking about like 
at the Preds game, he literally said that he didn't drink a sip of that beer because beer creates inflammation. And he didn't want, to eat, want a little bit of inflammation from one beer at a Preds game to impact his rehab, which is impressive. But he made a, he didn't do that at Compton's wedding. Yeah, but that was liquor. So liquor's not as inflama- inflammatory <laughs> as beer, right? Uh, okay, okay, all right. Inflammatory. Uh, uh, I... I, I, so it's not a big deal to me. It's July. I, I mean, I hate to do this, but I am going to downplay it. I think that this video is a no deal no because, deal. yeah, I, I do think it's a no deal. You're in July. Modern medicine, you fix your ACL, right? Like, I believe that Ryan, Ta- or excuse me, Taylor Lewan will get back to Taylor Lewan based on his technique based on his size, based on his experience, all of those things will get him back. I uh, and, and his rehab, from what we've seen, I think he's taking it very seriously. I think this video is a no deal. You could maybe convince me it's a small deal, but uh, more of a, a good deal than anything. Okay, I'm going to read some comments uh, from you guys because <clears throat> um, you know I did see a lot of those come in there. So big deal. Small deal or no deal. BMO says, small deal. He's about where I thought he'd be. Seeing him moving is great. Steven says, love it. Uh, Lane says, small deal. All the ACL tear isn't as bad as it once was, but great to see him out there working. Steven says, small deal. Aaron says, it's a good deal. Jarvis says, small. David says, small. Uh, let's see here. Camp tell will tell, I think Puka says. Uh, Jay says, love that he's working so hard. Monsoon says, medium deal. He's a starting left, starting left tackle. Johnny says, great deal. Billy says, big deal. The O-line's much better with him. Left tackle spot was a weakness on the stretch last year, which is true. G-Man says, no deal with Zach. Dwayne says, big deal. Uh, Zach, the reason why I say small deal in this, so he tore it week six. I believe that was like middle October. If you have to wait for the swelling to go down to have the surgery, he probably is like eight and a half months out of surgery. And the, the why it's not a no deal and why I have it as a small deal is because there is zero knee brace. Zero knee brace while training on field turf at this point in the rehab tells me it's a small deal, not a no deal. If he was out there looking as fluid and quick as he was that we saw right there with a knee brace on, I'd say no deal. But the fact that he has zero knee brace on, I love the fact that that, that that's where he's at and he's comfortable with that. And turf makes everything feel a little shaky. Uh, believe me, like if you're back on turf and you're not super confident in your knee yet, that makes you nervous. And so I say small deal because of zero knee brace at this point in his training. Okay, I, I don't. I, I think that there's that there's some validity there, but I'm not. I don't think that I, I'm going to come off my no deal. I just think that uh, it's just July. Th- this should be expected. Well, just July. I mean, training camp they were poured in like two weeks. I, I know that he should be that way, right? He's had enough time to heal. Uh, here's the big thing: how much will they push it in training camp? Not much, because we know Mike Vrabel and just the overall setup of training camp now, like you don't practice as much. So uh, we'll see. He has to have a big year because you know what? Second round pick Dylan Radins pressure has been applied because we all know the dead cap space and the contract structure of Lawan and what the Tennessee Titans could do following this season. That $90 million contract is all well and good, but we ain't playing Major League Baseball. It's not all guaranteed. You have to make the roster, and there is an out after this season if Taylor Lewan does not prove his worth. Now, I think we all believe that he will, mm-hmm. and Lewan is smart. He knows all of these stuff. I'm not saying anything that he doesn't know or understand, but Dylan Radens coming up, that second-round pick was the – the cover-up of the Isaiah Wilson, right? Yeah. The, the the hopeful, the eraser of the terrible pick. Raidens is getting a lot of play in minicamp, or did. Will he get a lot of play in training camp? I Presumably so. All right, that's fair. A to Z Sports here live on a Monday. Back at it. 
this question I, I find well is interesting because we've seen this a lot over uh, the, the off season. Are you in or out on a possible Delaney Walker return to the Titans? In or out on Delaney Walker coming back to the Titans? But first, Zach, tell everybody about Calvin and Subtle. Yeah, Calvin and Soto is where you need to get your hardwood floors. 615-448-6414. If you are in the Middle Tennessee area, Clarksville, Nolansville, Gallatin, Mount Juliet, Brentwood, Franklin, Nashville, it does not matter. They will service these areas. And, if hey, rip up that old carpet and replace it with brand new hardwood floors. That's what I'm telling you to do. And it's very simple at affordable prices and great service. 615-448-6414 or online at calvinandsubtle.com. A to Z Sports, we are powered by our friends over at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM, BetMGM, download the app. Use our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk-free bet uh, up to 600 bucks with your first deposit and your first bet. Take advantage of that. Getting ready for football season. It's Monday, Zach, so the Monday Money Club should be filing to my account uh, to put on – Another $10 free bet on a Super Bowl future. I get how many teams do you think I have bet on now? Well, it, you're you're probably at like nine or ten. Uh 12. 12. I'm, 12. I'm trying to get this, to half the league. Yeah, you've been doing this a lot longer than I have. I am on six. I think well, today, then I'm gonna start repeating it, right? Yeah, yeah. Start doubling it up. You get a free bet if you if you bet fifty dollars throughout the week, you get a free bet. On Monday, every Monday for ten bucks. So what? Zach those are, odds are going down once the Chiefs start winning games. Yes, because what, what Zach and I are doing is we're taking this ten dollar free bet every Monday and just placing it on Super Bowl futures. And so we're gonna win something, and it's a free ten bucks. So what the hell? Why not? BetMGM is where to go. Download that app. Use our code uh, ATOZ Sports. All right, Zach. Uh, why are we asking this question right now about Delaney Walker? I'm just curious about the. the well, fight. so over the last two weeks when we were out. This kind of got brought up. Delaney put out a video on social media uh, that he was ready to return. He feels like he now can come back full bore and help a team. Not be a starting tight end on a team, but help a team. And I went on Blaine and Mickey, I guess it was last week on 104.5 The Zone, and my man Blaine, the hitman, asked me this question. And it kind of, I, I wasn't really expecting it. I was like, well... I had my answer. I'm curious what everybody else thinks because okay. one thing we know is Delaney Walker was beloved by Titans fan base, right? No I mean, he is a he's a great dude. He was one of my favorite players and I think our favorite players to talk to in the locker room. He was real. It was just unfortunate that he was helping a team that didn't have enough to compete for a Super Bowl, right? He went to a Super Bowl against those Ravens, which we we re referenced earlier for the 49ers and lost because of Kaepernick to Ka Crabtree overthrow. But maybe, I, I don't know, everybody likes to entertain old guys coming back, rejoining like Jarrell Casey. What do you think about Delaney Walker? So I, I look at the Titan situation first, uh, and Rob asks, how long has he been out? Um, so he played in the 2019 season. Uh, he hurt his ankle in week one in 2018. So he was out that entire 2018 season. He came back for 2019 in the season opener against the Browns. He had two touchdowns. They're like one yard scores, but he had two touchdowns in that game. He was back. And then it just never really, yeah, he wasn't back. Then he went, yeah. Then he went on injured reserve ending the season. I want to say like week eight or nine, something along that. And so he's been out uh, for almost two full years. He did not play last year, and he has yet to sign with a team this year. He did visit some teams last offseason before COVID. So for me, um, I, I feel like the Titans situation is they don't need him right now, but they could absolutely need him at some point. The Titans are thin at tight end. Anthony Ferkser, who Dwayne Walker also had a great comment about to Teron Davenport uh, a couple weeks ago, I believe, about how Anthony Ferkser can be effective as a number one tight end. I don't know the quote verbatim, so I won't try to butcher it. But then they have Jeff Swain, and we know the two roles that those guys play. Behind those two tight ends, there's a lot of unknowns, undrafted free agents who haven't really done much or anything. And so if an injury happens to the Titans and they become even more thin 
at tight end, then go, you know, spin the tires, kick the tires on Delaney Walker and see what happens. Because I, I do think he could help in a pinch. I think he's like a, you know, he's a backup role-playing tight end that only plays in certain situations, and the Titans already kind of have that with Ferkser. So as long as Ferkser's healthy, there's no reason to add Delaney Walker, especially with as tight as the Titans cap situation is. Yeah, I'm out on this. I, I, I just, and this is nothing against Delaney. I, I just, I, this doesn't make much sense. This is like, uh, I compare it to like Vernon Davis's last year, right? Like the best Delaney Walker could give you, Vernon Davis last played in 2019 after a long year. And, and the reason it's very similar because Vernon Davis spent a lot of time in San Francisco, the majority of his career, just like a lot of time Delaney Walker spent there. Yeah. That kind of, because he wasn't utilized Delaney early on in his career as much at tight end, he was more of a blocking like H back, uh, you know, Jack of all trades guy. Mm-hmm. It elongated his career, but he suffered a career ending ending injury. I mean, let's just call it what it is. And so Vernon Davis's last year, 123 yards and a touchdown. That's about as much as I, I think Delaney Walker could give you. And I don't think that's worth veteran salary. So I am out on this. It's not because of Delaney Walker. It's just because of the situation and the ankle break. That That's why. Well, the ankle break <clears throat> at this point is almost three years ago. And that, and you know what? How old is Delaney Walker now? I, I think he would be 37 years old in season. I believe that's right. He might be he, still 36. He's currently 36. Yeah. And let's see. And he, and he's got a full birthday. His birthday is August 12th. God. Yeah. So uh, he, I know he nailed why, it. I know why I know his birthday is because I remember <laughs> but right before in 2018, he signed his contract extension on his birthday in uh, training camp. I, so that, very, that's, that's good memory. Yeah, I don't know why, but I'm I'm out. I'm out on this. I I think it's intriguing, but and I I I say this because this is usually how it works. Not always. It's like the Jarrell Casey. You guys broke up. Okay, don't try to get back together. It's never going to be the same. But I I think the Delaney Walker and Jarrell Casey situations are very different. Like Delaney Walker just could not play because of a because of an injury. Jarrell Casey was traded away. Uh, well, he didn't play because of an injury, too. When? For Denver. Uh, he got not, hurt. Yeah, but he was traded before that. You're talking about bringing him back? Yeah, bringing uh, him back. Yeah, I'm talking about the breakups are very different. Like, the breakups between the Titans and Delaney Walker and the Titans and Jarrell Casey are very different. If one is more likely to get back together, it's the Titans and Delaney Walker because there was a legitimate reason. Jarrell Casey said that the Titans threw him to the trash. Jarrell Casey is a different situation. Neither of them are going to happen. Neither of them will work. You can't go put the same uniform on and expect you to perform the same way you did when you were three or four years ago. When you were in your prime. Time heals wounds. Look, Zach, Javon (laughs) Curse came back. Age slows you down. (laughs) Javon Curse came back like four or five years after he left for the Eagles. And it was a it was a different role. The freak was no longer the freak. He was a role player at defensive end. Didn't have a big year, but he helped the Titans. I mean, could he be like Javon Curse ish uh, from the 2008 squad? I mean, maybe How old is Javon though. He wasn't 36. No, <laughs> that's the Delaney, difference. But, he's 30. He's going to be 37. Excuse me. Exactly. He's a 37 year old. But we all know this. Delaney Walker's yes. His his after August 12th, he will actually be 37 but his football years are more like 34 35 and so not with an ankle break you could say that based on his first degree but he, he broke his ankle austin a 37 year old with a broken ankle you're he, he, literally two steps steps slower than the guy guarding you but javon curse had foot issues <laughs> i mean broke his foot like it's different than getting open and rushing the passer austin i i I think they're kind of comparable. They both use explosiveness from your foot. A 37-year-old with a broken ankle? He doesn't have a broken ankle. He had a broken ankle. You can't say a 37-year-old with a broken ankle. You can say a 37-year-old who had a broken ankle three years ago. Like, okay. Uh, 
I'll, all right, I'll ask you this. If you are, do you think Delaney Walker will play NFL football again? Um, uh, yeah, I, not with the Titans, but yeah, okay, I do. So I think no. And it's again, nothing against Delaney. I really like Delaney. He is one of my favorite Titans. I would say that. I would say out of all the guys that I've covered in 10 plus years of this team, Delaney is one of my favorites, but I'm also a realist. I do not play like favorites. I call it like I see him. He's 37. <laughs> it ain't going to happen, bud. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's what I feel. That's my opinion. All right. Fair. All right. A to Z sports. Let's get to bad sales job. Cause G man says, this sounds like a bad sales job. Yeah, topic. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it actually made me think of a new bad sales job. So I'm going to put the bad sales job I had planned for the day in my back pocket. Uh, and come up with this bad sales job that I had off the top of my head uh, here. Uh, and J Daniel, nobody thought Alex Smith would play again. But yes, and again, it's different. Difference. <laughs> Quarterback, tight end. That, but yes, and Alex Smith deserves all the credit he gets for coming back and playing. But again, it is very, if Alex Smith put any other position besides snapper, he would not have been able to play again. All right, so let's get the bad sales job here, Zach. But first. Let me tell everybody about our great friends over at Renters Warehouse, uh, the professional landlords in the Nashville area at RentersWarehouse.com. You can go there to find out how much your home can rent for. It's a crazy market right now in the Nashville area. If you don't want to sell and you want to hold on to your property for investment purposes, for long-term wealth and long-term equity, Renters Warehouse does all of the work for you right there at RentersWarehouse.com. If you don't want to buy right now in this crazy housing market, you can rent out, and Renters Warehouse has all of the open inventory across the mid-state, different price levels, different home types, whatever it might be, son or daughter, you need someone for them to rent in a good area that you trust. Renters Warehouse can help you out at RentersWarehouse.com. A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM, our title sponsor of this morning show. Download the app today and use that promo code ATOZ Sports. Yeah, Rob says, I wonder if McGregor came back. Speaking of uh, BetMGM, I did lose some money because I, I picked McGregor to win because I just, I, you know, I feel like it's stupid to bet against Conor McGregor, but I also did not listen to our pick show at Brian hey, Edwards. Bet, I bet with my heart instead of my mind, too. Yeah, I like Conor. I think Conor is, I, I'm so entertained by him, but uh, that was unfortunate. That, yeah, that was, that it That's just, yeah, luckily, Doc, I Doctor Stoppage, Doctor Stoppage. Oh, gross. <laughs> I thought that was like now. And uh, I'm going to say we'll, we're going to talk about this later in the week. That's all I'll say. All right. Okay. So, um, Zach, bad sales job. Do you remember our records? Is it yes, 11, I do. 11, oh, 9, and two? Correct. Oh, you're up eleven, nine, and two. And if we get five ties, we discontinue this segment. So we've and, done and pretty good race, since we've changed. And it's a race to 15. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, we said if it, it race to 15 and then five ties. Okay. I, I, I didn't I didn't know the 15 thing, but we'll we'll Yeah. You've won we'll, three in a row, by the way. Since, since we have changed the rules where we don't argue about who did a better job, it has been better. And yeah. I, I have one today that I'm very curious on how you're going to approach it. All right. Uh, Jay says, quote, it's stupid to better against Connor. Obviously zero homework was done. Absolutely. Uh, I was in, I was out of state where I could not use my bet MGM app. So I didn't know anything until I came back in town and just threw some money down on Connor. Cause I thought it'd be fun. Okay. So who goes first? You or me? I think I give it, I give yours to you. Okay. Bring it on. Okay, so Austin, uh, my guy versus your guy, kind of. I, I would say this. You have to tell me and the fine folks listening, viewing at home, why Space Jam 2 will be a better movie than Space Jam 1. <laughs> Let me get my time. <clears throat> So what you have to do is you have to tell us why Space Jam 2, A New Legacy, will be a better movie than Space Jam 1, LeBron versus Michael. So you can start whenever you are ready. 
Space Jam 2 is absolutely going to be better than Space Jam 1 because LeBron James actually has acting skill where Michael Jordan did not. Sure, MJ being a big Looney Tunes fan growing up helped him play the role, but LeBron actually has an acting background. He's been in movies. He's he had remember the commercials that LeBron was in early on in his career where he played the entire family, the baby, the mom, the dad, the grandpa. LeBron James can actually Stop. act. I can't say anything. You can't say anything. I know that's why I said I can't say anything. <laughs> All right. Um I, I want to see if comments come in, but uh, awful. How can that just be awful? Like, sure, MJ did commercials, but not the same type. MJ did like, hey, go buy Hanes. Like, that was MJ's commercials where LeBron was like doing acting I, like that. I, 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 would, I wouldn't have sold his uh, uh, LeBron's acting acumen. I, I've, I've, I've read or watched nothing about Space Jam 2, so I'm going off of having no information and common knowledge. So just a heads up there. All right, I got to pull my uh, calculator up for you. Zach, you have to sell us on why the Titans should sign both Earl Thomas and Josh Norman to their roster this week. Why the Titans should sign Earl Thomas and Josh Norman to their roster this week. I will start the clock when you begin. Two words, veteran depth. It's massive. This is a brand new retool defense with a lot of new faces. And look at those two positions. Cornerback, Christian Fulton, young. Caleb Farley, back issues. We don't know, very young. You need somebody that can go in there like Josh Norman and get the job done. Earl Thomas, on the other hand, Amani Hooker is good, but you need depth and safety, and he can do it. He brings that presence, and they both are salivating to win, and that's what this Titans team needs. That would done. put them over the top to win. Done. Did you sell Earl Thomas and Josh Norman, or did you just sell, sell the need for veteran depth? I, I, I sold both of them. All right. Who wins? Uh, me with the LeBron James is a better actor than Michael Jordan or <laughs> uh, Zach with veteran depth for Earl Thomas and Josh Norman. See, <laughs> Danny says uh, they've already been lead blockers for the King. So who wins that one? All right. So I'm going to go through the top. I'm seeing where these, where these start. Um, let's see. Bobby says, Zach, Titans for life, Zach, Louie with a tie. We got three coming in for me, which means I'm ahead by one. Um, let's see. Jerome says, Zach. So now we're, ah, oh, damn it. Okay, here we go. I got it now. So there's another Zach and another me. So now we're even Zach now up by three. Now up by two. Up by three, Zach by four, Zach by three, um, Zach. I don't know. What, I don't know what that means. Zach, Zach just by four. I just, no, that's two votes. Okay, Zach by four. Now with me, Zach by three, Zach by four, Zach by three. Zach by four, Zach by five, Zach by four. Okay, you won. Woo. I've lost four in a row. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I feel like I haven't done a bad job selling. Like, that's the thing is like, I, I feel like I've done a really good job on several of these that I've lost. I don't think I'm doing a good job of pitching you. That's where I think I, I'm not. Very I, good. So I, I would have gone with, the Space Jam thing, because I always think about like how I would sell it compared. And a lot of the times you do th the same thing. But 
I wouldn't have sold LeBron's acting. I would have been with the technology of it being a better movie with the 3D because, but you hadn't seen any of. Maybe I haven't the seen clips. anything, and so I was kind of like you. You caught me in, in one where I had a hole, and so, uh, you know, if I were and you, in, you set me up for success. I'm selling Titans fans on how their team can get. Better. Yeah, but I so but I thought yourself. you were selling two two dudes who just got their you know they basically got castrated by Derrick Henry. And you, you should have told it. You would have been harder. Barkevious Mingo to the Titans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would have been impossible. I don't, I, I, I don't, I think I would have had to concede. I don't know if you read anything about Barkevious Mingo, but it ain't good. No, I, I've seen it. It's really, really, really bad. That guy's been in the league for a long time too. Long time. I remember time, when so. he was drafted at LSU. I yep. thought he was going to be excellent, but yeah, he, uh, he derailed his career. Uh, this year. <laughs> oh man, G Man. I never saw the original Space Jam beat me up. I mean, that's very strange. I don't know how you could just get through the 90s without well, thought, seeing Space Jam. Maybe I'm biased because I love Space Jam one, but I thought Michael did a great job at like acting. Maybe I He was a he was a very like have you seen it recently? Uh, I mean, I, I may have seen parts of it recently, maybe like in the last eight months, but I mean, not like real recently. In, he was very monotone. Like he's not very expressive. Like that, that's how MJ acts. I, I, this is how I justify a good show or a bad show or a good acting job, a bad acting job. Can I hear the script? And LeBron, I struggle with because sometimes I can hear the script of him trying to read it because he's memorized it but not very well. And so that's where I struggle because I want, I want authenticity. I want him to just be himself and ad lib. That's what makes, you know, the hangover and uh, all the Judd Apatow films so good is because they're ad lib. That's why I hate how I met your mother. I think it is the worst show besides big Bane theory because both of those shows blow because you can hear the script on how it's written. I hate both of those shows. They are awful because of that reason. Uh, Poorly acted. Dwayne says Larry Bird was the best in Space Jam. Wrong. Uh, Bill Murray was the best in Space Jam. <laughs> uh, for sure. All right, guys. Hope you had a great Monday. Good to be back. Thanks for uh, uh, hanging out for a couple weeks and uh, while we were taking off from the show. Got a lot of work done uh, the first week. Then we took some time off last week, but good to be back. And we'll see you guys tomorrow morning. On a Tuesday, we'll see what happens as the ESPN running back rankings come out. Will they have Derek Henry number one, or will they have Derek Henry number five? Ooh. I don't, I don't know, but we'll find out tomorrow morning. Thanks for watching, guys. Have a great Monday. See you later. Adios.